Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's me, Russell Peters. You're listening to the number one KISS podcast in the world. Shout it out loudcast with me, motherfuckers. And you know why? You could be having sex. You could be making love. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Pressing the button, Star. Simmons, Star, Stop shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fans? Stop it. Why? Because fuck That's the Six one seven five two five. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like this? Settle down. Hello, hey, what's up, there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout Out Loudcast, episode two thirty one. Out of control. A Kiss member. Non-Kiss album, Tom. We just had probably the best episode ever. Now we're going to do the best album we've ever reviewed. I like to give our listeners a little <laughs> bit of like whiplash. Like, oh, great. Oh, what a fantastic episode with Bruce. Next week, Peter Chris out of control. Oh, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, nope. nope. <laughs> you no. No, uh, giving it away, uh, Tom. Uh, I know this has been your favorite album of all time. We just gotta, you know, drop it on slowly to the listeners. Well, um, Tom, last week was wow. The yeah. episode we did with Bruce, incredible. Um, but let's get back to the feedback because we got a lot of it and we'll try yeah. to still not do too much, but it was so, uh, positive for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about it. Uh, yep. What was the poll we did? So we tried to throw out four songs that Bob was a part of. Obviously, there was a ton of them, and most of them were awesome. Uh, so for the poll, we threw out Nowhere to Run, Naked City, It's All Right, and Larger Than Life. Nowhere to Run, 37%. Larger Than Life, surprisingly. Well, maybe not surprisingly, but Larger Than Life, 27%. Naked City, 19 It's All Right, 18%. So... Pretty good spread there. I mean, tons of stuff that people love by Bob. Uh, it's a, a great era. Um, 
Our buddy Daryl Albert, Larger Than Life is in my top 10 Kiss songs. Great playing by Bob and whoever played drums killed it. Yeah, that's right. That's always like a, a, a little mystery there about who did the drums on those songs. Um, let's see. Nash Bandit says, Nowhere to Run was the first one of these I heard when I was a kid, so it has a special place in my heart. Naked City is a close second. It stirs up vivid imagery in my head of a city in the night walking the streets under the city lights. Makes me wish it had a music video. Eh, good point. Let's take a look at the episode itself. Again, guys, let's just preface this by saying we cannot thank everybody enough. Tons and tons of amazing, great feedback. We're so glad that you guys enjoyed the episode as much as we did. We got a ton of text messages, DMs, private emails, just amazing stuff. And we're very, very grateful that you guys reached out to us to tell us how much you enjoyed this this great episode. Yeah, a lot um, of our podcasting brethren yeah. personally reached out, which means a lot to us. A lot yep. of people did that. And thank you very much. They know who they are, and we yep. really appreciate it. It's really nice. Yep. Coach Green said, this episode made me like Bruce even more, if that's possible. Class act all the way. You did a great job with the interview. One of your best shows. And I've been here a long time. Yes, Coach Green. Thank you very much. We know that. Great stuff. Coach Green. Does, is he a football coach? Do the guys go, Coach, Coach, uh, uh, what do we play before we get into the game to get us all pumped up? Uh, that'd be uh, Peter Chris out of control. Out of um, control. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe not. A rare tweet from our buddy. T.D. Zelt, also known as Tracy. Yeah. Epic episode, guys. Bruce always shares great stories and still has such a passion for the fans. I look to him and his band to carry on the Kiss legacy. Love you, fuckos. Oh, Tracy, we love you, and we love that you still call us that. Thank you. She loves to refer to us as love it. fuckos. Fuckos. Hey, love what it. a great way to call us, right? We're doing a Peter Chris album. And That's right. who else loves to say, hey, fuckos? So the, that kind of originated with a Peter impression. That's right. Yep. So, all right, that's Twitter. What do you got there on the book uh, of face? We got a lot, and I'll try to get through this all right. uh, rather quickly. If I can, can you read the comments rather quickly, Zeus? I got to take a shit. I'll be... Hey, how come you doing Peter's album, uh, Ace? We already did Trouble Walking. I do I have forgot, Trouble for, Walking. Forgot all about it. Too busy over here dancing with danger. I forgot. There's a reason we just made that joke, and you'll hear about it sooner than later. Oh. No, Ace is not coming on the show if that's what people think that <laughs> hint was. No, no, it's not. Keith Rochford, amazing episode in a beautifully done tribute to one of the unsung heroes in history. Bruce is easily one of the nicest people in music, and you can hear the pride he has both in his, his time and his brother's time with Kiss. Top tier episode killer job. Thank you, Keith. Uh, Joey Romanik. America's favorite realtor who I don't know. If, I don't know what he does more sells houses or does curls in the gym. Pound <laughs> girls, whatever he was working with. By the way, if you guys on follow him on TikTok, we convinced him to change his TikTok handle. To America's favorite realtor. Anybody in the Tampa area, the Florida area, hook them up. There it is. Anyways, there it is. I was finally able to finish this episode this morning. 
awesome interview. Bruce never gives scripted answers to any question, Paul, which is refreshing from a KISS member. One thing that I'm not sure I've ever heard explained is why Bob was never a candidate to be a full-time member of KISS after Ace left. Was it the image, the bald head, the handlebar mustache? Definitely wasn't very KISS-like. I think Bruce had mentioned something along the line like, Bob was already like doing things like with meatloaf and them by that point in time, getting paid pretty well. And uh, I think here he kind of liked that autonomy, I guess, at that point. I yeah, believe that. I think so, I think so too. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't blame the bald head. What's all, you're being an anti-baldite here. Come on. Stop it. Anti-baldite? Yeah. Seinfeld reference. Come oh. on. Kevon Japson. One of the best episodes you guys have ever done. I listened twice. I love his analysis of his brother's playing. I was fortunate enough to meet him quite a few times. and He was always so nice. Bruce is the best. And that was Mm -hmm. really a touching interview. I would rate this full erect on the hustler rating. (laughs) See, he can't be 100% serious. He has to throw in a Jepson quote in there. Love it. By the way, he wrote that comment in between him trying to prove that the earth is flat. Did you know that? Conspiracy. <laughs> Sorry, Jeps. I love you, buddy. I had to get that little one in there. I love you, buddy. You know that. Zane Beasley. Bruce has got to be the nicest rock star on the planet. And that has to be the most, if not only time I've ever heard him cuss. Class act as always. Mm. In just my opinion, Crimson Idol is Bob's masterpiece. Mm. Okay. And, uh, Bruce mentioned that a couple times. Uh, Carolyn Kelt, great episode. Brilliant hearing Bruce talk about Bob's input and the potential BK mob release in the future. Ordered more teas, which are already on their way. All right. Thank you, Carolyn. That's awesome. Excellent. Uh, Cade Fulling, favorite SIOL episode ever. Great job, guys. Mm. Over on Loudcasters page, Tom. Charles Eaton. Not to be confused with Mark Eaton from the Utah Jazz. He's a handsome man. (laughs) Charles and Mark, I'm sure both are. (laughs) Just when you think you can't find Bruce to be any freaking cooler, he's freaking cooler. His interviews never disappoint. You guys were killers, puns intended, on this one. Nice. Thank you. Over on Instagram, No Classa Rockerola. One of my favorite episodes so far. Ant Creek 22. Bruce's band should be opening for Kiss this last leg so he can do Kiss songs we don't hear from this era. I hate to say, buddy, we all think that it ain't happening, though, unfortunately. That's exactly why they're not opening for Kiss, because they'll be better than Kiss. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Over on YouTube. Mm. About the funk. Bruce is fast becoming my favorite all-time member of Kiss. For his down-to-earth vibe, no pretension. This good show, guys. Nice tribute to Bob. Mm, Thank you. Mr. Antonio FS4 Jr., I don't know what happened to the other Mr. Antonio. Everyone's like, it seems like everyone's YouTube handles changed. I don't know what it is, but yeah, maybe. Um, thank you for an amazing tribute to a great musician, Bob Kulik. Bruce sharing song insights like the injection of the ending tribute on You Keep Me Hanging On 
into take me away together as one. And if it wasn't enough, Bob possibly playing on parts of danger during creatures had me running to listen to these songs. As soon as the episode was over, absolutely. One of your greatest shows ever. T and Z. Thank you. Let's give a shout out here to Marty white who says, damn, this was a blast. I've been in the hospital for nine days with a case of COVID that won't quit. This lifted my spirits. Ooh. Marty, we all wish you the best and get well soon. We love you, brother. Yeah. And, uh, we hope you're doing better. And please let us know how you are. Reach yes. out. Okay. Get well, my friend. Mike Brewer says, this is your best serious episode yet. <laughs> That's going to be a separate category now. Yes. <laughs> Andy Patterson. First of all, congrats, TNZ, on a great episode. BK is such a great guy and probably my favorite Kiss lead guitarist if I had to choose. My first Kiss concert is also my first concert ever, 1992 Revenge in Atlanta. I was 13. My big brother Chris took me. He's about four years older. Got me addicted to Kiss around six years old. My favorite memory is sneaking from the nosebleed seats to third row directly in front of Kulik, wow. where he played the beautiful Forever solo. Then BK saluted my brother and I as he switched back to electric guitar to finish the song. My brother and I shared this fond memory until he passed away at 33. Oh, unexpectedly. Rest in peace. So hearing Bruce speak with pride and respect about his big brother, Bob, whose lead licks I've always truly loved as well. It reminds me of that great memory Bruce Killick gave me, my big brother and I. Thank you, Tom and Zeus, for letting me share a little history with you. P.S. Really love BK's band Blackjack with Michael Bolton, especially the first time. I'll bet I'm not the only loudcaster who enjoyed an episode, who would enjoy an episode on Blackjack. Maybe that's next year. You never mm-hmm. know. We're doing one of these uh, albums from a Kiss member every year. So, And if Bruce Kulik were to one day read this, I just want to thank you, of course, for the great memories and incredible music over the years, but just for being a great, positive, kind, and generous inspiration. Andy. Patterson. Mm. Andy, God bless my friend. Yeah. And uh, uh, God bless your brother. And thanks yeah. for, for, for listening uh, as well, Andy. Yeah. Um, the last I'm going to read here is from a uh, good buddy, Montreal three, nine, four, not boots. What happened to boots? I'm telling you, everybody's things changed. I don't know what's going on. Just wow. Guys, just listen to the show a second time. I'm sure you two never imagined when you started the podcast that you'd one day be joined by Bruce Kulik for such an extended and detailed review and discussion of so many Kiss classic tunes. Right on that front. The work and dedication you guys continue to put into Shout It Out Loudcast is only topped by the down-to-earth, hanging-out-with-friends vibe the show constantly has for listeners. This is what separates you from the rest and was surely a huge factor in allowing Bob an opportunity to smile from above as such a perfect tribute to his talent and legacy from you guys and his brother, Bruce. Wow. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Jesus. Thank you. Costa, you rock, my friend. Wow. Hey, I'll see you in Greece, buddy, in a couple of weeks. Um, Tom, over to you. All right, let's blow through a couple emails here because uh, we want to get to this fantastic multi-platinum selling album. I think Tom wants to subconsciously do more uh, feedback so we don't have to get to the episode. But that's all right. 
All right. This one comes from our good buddy and fellow patron and granite stater, AJ White. Yeah, hey, guys. AJ. Hey, guys. Out fucking standing. You absolutely knocked out of the park. Such an amazing interview with Bruce. You both conducted this with such class and professionalism. No geeked out fanboy bullshit. I think we talked about it during the live cast, but I am not a fanboy and can't stand them. When someone famous shows up at my work, they wait for a table just like everyone else. LOL. I think this is one of your best episodes yet. I am blessed to have seen Bruce with Kiss countless times. He's fucking awesome. Such a class act and so humble. Awesome to hear him go into such detail about Bob and some of the greatest Kiss songs ever. I love the fact that he doesn't shit on anyone like some members and ex-members. Incredible to hear his comments about Ace. Absolutely five stars. Can't wait to hear what's next, AJ White. Well, AJ, I am. thank you for those kind words, but I am sorry to tell you what's next. <laughs> and it is uh, Peter Chris out of control. So. <laughs> Peter Chris solo album. I <laughs> uh, love you, buddy. Love you. Love you. Uh, we, we, again, guys, we got so many emails, so much stuff. I'm going to fly through one more here. Um, this comes from our good buddy, the tax man, Tony Barone. Yeah. Hey, guys, the interview with Bruce was the best. No offense to other guests, but this level of detail and insight to the inner workings of Kiss was amazing. He is so down to earth and gracious to spend time with you guys. Keep up the great work because it's paying off getting the fabulous guests. I encourage other listeners to join Patreon so us listeners can keep listening to this great content pretty soon. Gene will be on your show. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Love it, Tony. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Tony the kind is, words very much. Love it. So Love cool. it. All right, Tom, we got one more. I'm going to read from uh, actually Facebook, okay? Okay. This is from Pierre Plante Privé. I hope I'm saying that right, Pierre. All music lovers should listen carefully to this interview. A discussion in words that take us behind the creative process and then encourage us to listen to the songs in question with a new ear and with a new approach. It's always fascinating to hear musicians explain what makes a song stand out and what we should pay attention to. I would also be remiss if I forgot to mention Bruce's preparation for this interview. Yeah, we talked about that, Tom. Yeah, Bruce yep, we, wanted to get everything ready. So, yep. Um, it's easy to guess that he approaches this meeting with you very seriously, which shows not only the respect he has for his brother, Bob, but also for the listeners of the podcast. What a gentleman. We would have listened to him again and again. Awesome episode. Um, Tom, you thanked him. And yep. then he wrote, thank you back. Great work. Once again, that's why people like Bruce takes your podcast seriously. It's because the quality of work and your dedication over the years. Pierre, that is fantastic. Uh, much appreciated. Thank you for the kind words. And it's comments like that that makes us want to work harder and get you better content. And for that, Pierre, you are comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Pierre, fantastic, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that. Uh, truly appreciate those kind words. And again, we're so glad that you and everyone out there really enjoyed this episode as much as we had uh, recording it with Bruce. So very excited for that. So thanks, everybody. And Tom, what we do next is we go over to give a tribute and a thank you and uh, an appreciation for our Patreon family. Yes. 
Tom, again, we got a new Patreon member. This one is Michael Kreider. Not to be confused with Stonehill tough guy, Michael Cripps. I don't think I've ever met Michael Cripps at Stonehill. It was just that name. It just <laughs> makes it, me laugh. It's just, I remember him. It's you do? Just, yeah, just leave it at that. Was he it's, a tough gangbanger? He was the exact opposite. Who? Michael Cripps? Yeah, he was not a crip, put it that way. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Michael Kreider, thank you so much for joining. Uh, we say this every week. We cannot uh, appreciate and thank you, Patreon family members, enough. Uh, the Patreon family keeps growing. And as you heard, fellow tax man and advertiser, Tony Barone, join the Patreon family. Uh, we are uh, in preparation right now for the ARC album review Patreon pick. Uh, that is one of the perks. Also, more episode involvement, feedback, message board, merchandise, uh, video chats, polls. You guys contribute to the show and you guys get something in return. There are four different tiers. Find out which tier you uh, are interested in. You can do that by going to the Patreon website. Go to our website first. Go to him. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Go to him. Go to him. But uh, I... I have no gift to bring. Go. Look upon the newborn king. Um, go to our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, and right on the landing page, there's an icon there. Click it. It says Patreon, and it'll tell you all about our Patreon page. I'm telling you, you everybody that's joined is very happy. We have a nice, tight-knit family there. They have a lot of fun. And uh, it keeps growing. And the reason it keeps growing is because it's worth it. And you're helping the show. Uh, we can't thank you enough. We can't do it without you. The uh, The show has been constantly growing. We get great guests like Bruce. And that's because we try to provide you with the best quality show we can. And the reason we can do that is because of Patreon. So please subscribe. Look into Patreon. Help the podcast grow. And uh, we appreciate it. We can't thank you enough. And thank you, Michael Kreider, for joining Patreon. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much, especially big shout out to Michael for joining, uh, becoming the latest member of the family, which keeps growing. And we're forever grateful for everything that you guys provide to us, regardless of what tier you decide to join. All of it helps uh, and continued thanks we give every week to you guys. So thank you. Patreon, man. Patreon. Ding dong, man. Ding dong. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if that's what you were doing. Yeah, I think that's what was in my head. Okay, Okay, me too. Michael Cripps. (laughs) Ding dong, man. I'm waiting for somebody to text us. Hey, I got somebody named Michael Cripps in our accounting firm. Is that him? (laughs) Anyway, Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. Find out what's going on there. Anything? Just the tour. Right now, we're recording on Wednesday, July 5th, and they will be playing in London. On this date, and then they got a couple London dates. Uh, so that's about it in terms of Kiss World. Uh, we have some uh, Kiss related news, don't we, Zeus? Uh, yeah. Anybody see my manager? I can't tie my shoelaces. Somebody needs to help me out. Dude, what the? F- Come on, man. Wow. Apparently, Ace's manager, uh, what's his name there? John. Yep. Um, 
got into a fight. I heard it was with the promoter of uh, money not being paid properly or whatever. He got arrested for uh, being shit-faced, resisting arrest, and all sorts of shit. I uh, got released. Hey, I don't got fucking a nickel to fucking release your brother. You're going to have to stick in jail or get somebody else to hook you up. Sorry, John. I'm trying to hawk these rubber ducky socks out in front of the, the precinct, but nobody's interested. Hey, John, uh, maybe if you came up with some better ideas than re-fucking-selling my shitty CDs or fucking LPs for the 40th time, we'd have some money in the bank, but we got nothing. I mean, what are we doing? Come on, man. <laughs> and I'm not going to name any names, but some people like, oh, no, 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 it was this. This is what happened. Like, that's relax there, counselor. Yeah, you know, all I was saying, I made a point to say, like, this is who's supposed to be watching him. I no, you're right. That's the thing. I mean, I'm sure that's not a lot of fun. Ace well, watching him fucking get all licked up. Well, that's the thing is that Ace is trying to maintain a sobriety, and and usually, if you're recovering and try to maintain sobriety, you try to surround yourself with people who are also doing the same thing, not your manager who's shit face getting locked yeah. up. And let's be honest, like we love teasing about this stuff with Ace. Yeah. But that's because Ace has the personality to, to be able to do this. Like, think about how to, when we tease Paul, we get angry. With Ace, oh. it's fucking funny. We're just kidding. Funny. We love him, and we hope his manage is okay. From what we've heard from anybody that knows John, they love they him. Say he's a great guy. They love yep. him. Yep. So we hope, you know, it yeah. doesn't seem like this is going to stick or hurt him, really. So we had a little bit of fun with it. And But the other aspect of this is, Somebody put some more Ace videos online. They got to cut this shit out. I think his girlfriend put up some. Oh, this is him doing rocket riding. Of course, Lara, stop recording. Stop recording. Yeah. The video starts with her, her face. Oh, that's Ace really? Of course. Whatever. I'm not going to go there, but. And then he goes, she wants to rocket ride. Dude, it is horrendous. I we told we say this every week. Ace is playing down the street from me, in my city, and we don't even have tickets yet. I, I want to see. Yeah. If, I want to see how low they're going to go before we if we decide to he go. Does the same thing? Doesn't he, he like he talks when he when he's trying to sing? Yep. He's missing every other word. He's, he's barely, barely playing next the guitar. To the mic. Yeah. He's he's just throwing picks out for fun. It's not <laughs> even playing, and he does this new move where I shouldn't say it's new, but he overdoes it now. And he just like where he takes his right hand and bangs it on the side of the the back of the uh, Les Paul. Like I'm like I'm fucking the guitar with my hand. That's all he does. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> she wants a rocket ride. She wants a rocket ride. I'm not hey, kidding. That's better than what he's doing. Hey, John, <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> fucking falling down. Get a stop it. You're my manager. <laughs> I, I just somebody please get him to sing less. <laughs> he is just I'll use the I'll use the word nicely. He is deteriorating rapidly. Okay. I don't use backing tracks. Well you fucking oughta. <laughs> no shit, Ace. Oh God. Uh, That's anyways. about it though. That's about it in, in Kiss World. Yeah, and oh, the only other thing is that silly Gene meme going around. Oh, wow. oh yeah. 
you know, and it just gets overdone. It just fucking. But you know what, though, again, I got to give credit where credit's due. He has some fun with it. He's not like a, you know, he he he, he likes to, he can laugh at himself. And, and well, that's it like, was that, like that, a good five minutes of it. And then just fucking people. Oh, yeah, and then the, the internet takes over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, the internet, <laughs> the, the internet ruins everything. Everybody ruins everything. Yeah. As everybody. If we haven't told you guys yet. And if you don't realize it, we hate everybody. We hate it, except for Bruce. Except for our loudcasters. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, some, but some. We'll leave it alone. Nameless. No. <laughs> and most podcasters and most bandmates. Most, and most people. Bands. Most people. Yeah. And most anybody we can think of. Yeah. <laughs> miserable fucks. But it's funny. Of course, it's funny. Huh. We got well, a great episode. We got the great episode that'll help us out of this misery. Ugh. Oh, coming up next, these guys are going to review my 1992 album, Out of Control. <laughs> I, I think I cut that one on Casablanca Records. <laughs> I think Patrick Castro was the was the producer on this one. Can't wait to give it a spin. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. 
And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus, I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, we're back. We were just going to take like an extended break and record two hours of silence. Um, but we're we're back and we're, we're going to get into it. And oh, boy, we're going to get into it. Woo. All right, Pete, are you ready to get this one? Is this your album or mine? I can play anything. I just needed some songs. All right, Tom. Uh, we do these once a year on an album by a Kiss member outside of Kiss. Yep. So it's Peter Chris time, baby. Woo. Out of control. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll just. Control. I, I will just start off and just say this. I so love it. <laughs> so for so for people who are on Facebook, there's some individuals out there, the, the rockologists, who re-released "Out of Control" and "Let Me Rock You" on vinyl for the first time in like I don't know, probably ever, like forty years. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, because I'm a Christard. I bought I bought the <laughs> I bought the vinyl. Uh never opened it until we decided to do this episode. I'm I swear to God, I have never heard a single song from this album until me and you decided that we're gonna review it for the episode. Never heard a song from it. Uh lucky you. Anyway, yeah. out of control, Peter Chris. Yep. Obviously, this came out right after he left Kiss. Mm-hmm. Okay. The album was uh, released September 8th, 1980. They only had one single. It didn't chart. The album didn't chart. Not surprising. It was produced by Peter Chris and somebody named David Wolfer, which mm-hmm. I think has a lot to do with what's on this album. David Wolfer has produced or been with like the four tops, Peaches and Herb. Nice. And uh, Barbara Streisand and Paul Anka and Lynn Anderson. Sounds about right. Yeah. He didn't produce Motorhead and. Uh, no. Uh, Metallica's first demo. Uh, Peter began working on this uh, before he officially was out of Kiss. So, well, yeah, it's, it's funny because Unmasked was recorded between January and March of 1980. And this was recorded. From March to July of 1980. Yeah. So, I mean, in a lot of, we know that Peter wasn't really involved, if at all, with anything unmasked, but yeah, right on the heels of that. And some of the feedback I got were from Peter's book. So, yep. Peter, uh, Peter says the title was, uh, 
was a shout out to Glickman and Marks because they would always say, Peter, you're out of control. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, well, not on this you're, album. You're a bad boy. Yeah. The other interesting thing that I thought was that it was released on Casablanca Records. Same label yep. as Kiss at the time. Yep. Originally, he wanted to have Vinnie Poncia produce this. Oof. I don't know if that's a positive thing. Mm, um, I don't know. I mean, I like Vinnie Poncia, but not Believe this. it or not, Peter thought that the songs were heavier than his solo album. I, I don't even know how to comment on that. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what his uh I mean maybe because there's no like easy thing on this album, even though there's pretty close. There's slower songs than easier th- easy thing on this. Peter's band, he said oh, he liked having a lot of all white Italians who had soul perform on this album. Uh, what Italian is on this thing other than Tony Mercandante? Does every other buddy you got Steve Lukather who has a career? Stu Woods, Benny Harrison. They sound like real good Italian fellows. <laughs> well, since you did that, I was going to wait, but I'll, let's let's cut to that right now real quick. Go, yeah, go for uh, it. Out of Control has got Peter playing lead and backing vocals, the drums and percussions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan Penridge, Farms, uh, doing guitars and backing vocals. Steve Lukather, the famous Toto guitarist on guitars. David yeah. Wolford on guitars and th- synthesizer. Tony, Tony Mercandante, bass guitar and backing vocals. Stu Woods, bass guitar. Benny Harrison, synthesizer, keyboards, backing vocals. Ed Walsh, synthesizer, th- synthesizer programming. Greg Xanthus Winter, synthesizer programming. David Buskin, backing vocals. And George Young, saxophone, where will they run? Yeah, I don't know where the Italians came from. They all changed their names, apparently. Maybe they. But, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe back then it wasn't cool to be... Uh... Italian, so they changed. They gave themselves stage names. Peter's life was just, you know, he was in what probably was uh, what he thought was a decent marriage, but really, you know, his second wife, who was the play, uh, the model and stuff, was cheating on him. They were just about to have a kid. Um, you know, he just left Kiss. He had a lot of shit going on, and obviously, this album did not sell at all. Didn't chart nothing. And he said, you could only find the album overseas, but you couldn't really sell for shit here. Yeah. And he said he went over and he spoke with Bill. Yep. And Bill told him, hey, man, sorry, but they buried your album. They couldn't have you come out with a big hit. Buddy, (laughs) Kiss didn't bury this album. Uh, You know, uh, I'm sure they they would be jealous if it found some success. But I don't think the reason this album didn't sell was because of Kiss. Well, two things back up to the I just wanted to back up to the Italian musician thing. I mean, I, it, it, of course, Peter Peter's Italian changed his name from Chris Cole to Chris. So these musicians could have done the same thing. But yeah, bury the album. I don't I don't know if they I think they probably did bury it, but that's not what killed it. I think I think I think they buried it because what's on it, not because what's in it, like not because well, of I, Peter. I, I think that's my that's we made. I think we might both might be right. I think they bared it because it's not good. And I think they bared it because they can't have Peter on Casablanca having success with kiss on Casablanca at the same time. I don't think they want that. Or at least maybe kiss and bill of coin didn't want that. I don't know. Peter said, bill told him that they blackballed him. Okay. Sounds like a business. Man- sounds like a manager's quote, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'll be honest. This yeah, is, I don't, I don't this know. This is not, in my opinion, why it got, it didn't sell. 
Right. I, I wish Peter came out of this with, look, there's a lot of parts. We'll get into it when we get into the, the stuff. Peter is my favorite member from Kiss. Yep. But he's a naughty business guy and he doesn't plan ahead and he doesn't watch what he's doing. And so he probably didn't put that big of an effort into it. He didn't probably try to figure out, hey, what's the best thing? Who's the best producer? What band? What sound? Where do I go? How can I fucking promote this? What's the next step of my career? He was still having money rolling in from Kiss, so he fucking probably didn't give a shit. Had a gorgeous new wife telling him he's the man. And just went in this half ass. Yeah, I think the I think I think another pr- thing too. Well, I could call it a problem if you want to. I think the other thing too is that Peter does not come from a hard rock background. As anybody who's a Kiss fan knows that he comes yeah. from a jazz and a soft rock and a swing background. Like for example, even Ace Ace's debut solo album, not not the '78, but but Freely's Comet. I mean, forget about Ace's vocals and stuff. A lot of those songs, like they rock. They got heavy drums, heavy guitars, guitar solos, guitar riffs. This this is Peter. Peter can't do that. So you put that you combine that with what you said about his drive and where his head was at and what was going on in the musical landscape in 1980. And this is why you we get out of control. The the problem, too, is that there is talent there. There. Yes, I agree. Writing there. Yes, he is. We I you know, you've heard me talk about this many times. He he's like a, a Don Felder in the Eagles. Comes up, has some good ideas. He needs the fry in the Henley. Like, okay, I'll let me take that. Step yep. the fuck away, and I'll put some yep. Hotel California lyrics on what you just came. Yep. Or victim of love, and I'll uh, let me fix this. Same thing. Like, what is this called, Beck? All right, Peter, I like it. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, Peter. Give it a Bob, and let Bob work around it and come up with something. He didn't have that. Here on is this album. him and Stan Pendridge. Yep. Doing like I always think of. Like him and Stan, like doing like boogie nights, so yeah. clueless in the yeah. studio. Going, yeah, man, this rocks, and just spending money and somebody that no one gives a shit. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is great. Put this shit out; they'll do well. It's a great analogy. I think this album is a product of just someone who's just completely detached and coked out. To be honest with you, and has no one, no, cl- no clue, that's nobody got his back to be like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? As I'm listening to this album. Like, all I could think of was, well, I thought of a lot of things that we'll get into, but, but, but I'm, but, but I'm thinking like, who is this for? Like, what, like, what do you, what is your ultimate, are you just, are you just like purging your emotions right now and just writing songs that are important to you and you don't give a shit if anybody buys this? Because I know that in 1980, this was like, you know, soft rock, AM gold, yacht, yacht, yeah, air supply, Barry Manilow, Barbara, like that was very popular. But the big problem here, yep. But the big problem here, at least for me, I can't shake the Peter Chris from Kiss connection. I just can't do that. I can't do it. And that's a, that's my problem. But I'm wondering if everybody else is the same thing. We always say it's like, not that this is a great album. But if this had someone else's name on it, would be like, okay, it's it's kind of corny and it's cheesy, but it's 1980. But when you put Peter's name on it, you're like, oh, what is he doing? Yeah. You know, well, kind of like his solo to- album, kind of like his solo album in 78. Yeah, there's a lot to kind of dissect. Yeah. It's not like these songs are deep. It's no, it's his. It's knowing the background of Peter, Chris and Kiss. Yeah. 
you can read into a lot of this stuff. Oh, totally. And, and, and start your mind starts going, oh, this is fucking this or that. And uh, we'll get to it. But before we get to that and get to the tracks, we always got to do the album cover. Yep. Yeah. I, I'll be completely honest with you. I know it's dated and it's of the time. I actually kind of like it. I think the animation style is kind of neat. I like how it's got an exploding jukebox with uh, vinyl records flying all over the place. Lots of bright colors. The mm-hmm. animation is kind of cool. Like, I, I think it's it it's reminiscent of the unmasked cover, to be honest with you. In terms a of a lot of stuff going on on it, right? It's very like comic. It's it's very comic booky. Um, it's got his hot wife in the bottom left. Yeah, but one thing I noticed too, because again, we're kiss tards and we look at this. The guy on the right oh. with the with the maroon shirt and the blue tie. Okay, look at his shoes. He's got those cousin Eddie white shoes <laughs> on in the bottom, and you could tell that's nineteen eighty. But I, I do I do like the cover. Now, the funny thing about this cover, when you see you see the album title out of control, okay? You see an exploding jukebox, like, oh, this album's gonna rip. Oof. Oh, oh, oh boy. Yeah, the album artwork was Todd Shore. The yep. idea was Peter's, supposedly. Yep. And he did want him to put his wife into that. But you know, it's not bad. I, I actually honestly I like it. I like the colors. I like how it's it's comic booky, and again, I'm I'm wondering if this said if he was trying to do something like, you know, because Unmasked came out yeah. right around this, and obviously Unmasked is comic book, so I, I don't I don't mind it. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of creative. Yeah, so we're gonna go through the tracks, ten tracks. We're not doing as time goes by. No, a little no ten second thing there from no. Casablanca. And one um, one in, one interesting thing too, and it's funny because on, on the vinyl of this. And I, I don't have the CD, so I don't know if the CD is the same. But Peter did what Kiss did, and I don't know if this is a Casablanca thing. The songs are not in order on the back of the album. Remember how Kiss did that all the yeah. time? Yeah, yeah. So I it's, heard it, it's the same thing. They're all out of order. So yeah. Um, ready to get into the tracks? Oh God, yes. First track. Starting over again by myself Looks like this time I'm on my own Starting over again By myself is on my side by myself got no reason to hide this time I'll start it over again for once in my life I've got a chance I'll take it It's so long And baby this time I can make it I'm sorry 
I'm sorry. I'm trying. I was just about to say I'm trying to be a professional, but we're not professional. By myself, Peter, what are you? What are you? This has to be the first of all, not only is the song just horrendous, it's this has to be the single worst album opener in the history of album (laughs) openers. This is your this is your first foray into a solo career. The name of the album is out of control. And this is some horseshit. It's it's just it's just ter- it's just terrible. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> when I put it this way, Zeus, you know an album has trouble when you're consistently laughing while listening to it. Okay, it's probably because. All right, let me start. Uh, Go ahead. By myself, written by Peter Chris, Stan Pendridge, and David Wolfort. Whatever Wolfart, I don't know. <laughs> Might as well been. Oh. I guess David Wolfart brought this song into Peter, Ugh. and in Peter's book, he's like, "Wow, why not? Another People's Choice Award? Maybe it's another Beth." No, it's not. So, yeah, uh, it was their only single. It didn't chart. <laughs> Go figure. It's the same thought. <laughs> it- Whoever thought to start my solo career outside of Kiss. Oh, with this song. Yep. And in addition, did you notice this part? Because you're so like, like this can't be it. This, mm-hmm. no. What? There's no drums on it. For the no. drummer from Kiss. Right. Exactly. The song has no drums. Right. And, and are we supposed to feel bad for him? Like, he's bought, like, is this his way of saying, like, oh, I got kicked out of Kiss. Like, now I'm by myself. Like, feel bad for me. Yeah. Like Aussie's goodbye to romance. Like, like bye, bye guys. I'm on my own. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. This is by myself. And it's got like that little like flute thing. Yeah, like, this is in Eric no. Carmen's All by Myself, which was released in '75, not 1980. Right. Right. It's supposed to be thought provoking. I'm thinking like, oh, beautiful. It's just in a Peter Chris. He's just a vocalist. He's he's a song performer. Yeah, you, you are not. This is not Simon and Garfunkel, okay? Like, you're not. You can't do this. So I try. I've listened to the song long enough. I've oh. it, heard it a bunch of times, even yeah. prior to us recording this. So I've gotten past all what I just said. It's terrible. Yeah. So I think to myself, what would I say if this was the closing track? You know what I would say? I'd be like, not bad. Lyrics okay. It's kind of wimpy a little bit, but Peter makes it work because of his voice. Not something I'd look for. Okay. But, you know, I could get it because I'd say, oh, Peter's doing something biographical. Yes. Like, you know, all by myself, I've just left the band and yep. he's singing like, you almost feel like it's part of a TV sitcom. Like, all right, everybody, the gang's broken up and well, they save, all leave and Peter's alone on a piano. Save in that the bar, reference. And the lights are down. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, okay. But to be your first solo album and this is what opens it. I just, whoever is, again, the producer or the fucking his manager. Yep. Didn't have anybody be like Gene or somebody be like, are you fucking insane to open your album with this? Right. Now, I didn't. I wanted to ask you, because I I don't know if you commented. When I said I had never, literally never heard this album before. Do do you have a lot of like past experience with this album? I've had some. I listened to it. Of all okay. the Peter albums, I've listened to this the most. Okay. Um, so I kind of knew it, and I figured that this was going to be 
our uh, next album from a Kiss member. So yep. every once in a while, I'd listen to it a little bit of again. Okay. Okay. And I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> when, I, when I would hit play, it all of a sudden, ding, ding, ding. Skip. <laughs> Skip. I'm like, Tom is going to fucking flip his lid when he's like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> this is the opening track. When I first heard it, I was like, this has got to be a good, I'm, I'm like, maybe I accidentally put this on shuffle on Spotify. And this, oh, this, oh. this can't be it. My thought is to something like Sonny or Tony listening to this. Well, they're going to love I, it. And like shitting on Peter. And my, my mind is like, I fucking can't defend it though. Oh, I this. Uh, oh, oh, we're only I wouldn't be able track. to defend it. No, no, no. Again, I would say if this was at the end of the album, I'm like, it's you, not bad. So you could defend it. It's like it's 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 not that different from when you wish upon a star. It's at the end of Gene's album because it's a personal song for him. He's not gonna open up his solo album with this. Perfect example, Tom. Right, right. Imagine Gene goes <laughs> Gene's solo solo. Look at the fucking cover. Gene looks like a badass. I'm gonna play Gene's solo album first. You hear fucking Jiminy Cricket when you put the <laughs> fucking album on. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some trouble. Ooh. In trouble again. Okay. All right. Now I'm kind of on board here. Why is this not the opening track? Okay. Again, it's 1980. So it's kind of, it's not super heavy and you don't expect that from Peter. But I'm, I'm as I'm listening to this, I'm like, this sounds like a kiss demo. This could have been like a demo from like that late era. Maybe, maybe not like dynasty or even on math, but maybe something from like rock and roll. Like this, this has the framework of, of of a kiss song if you gave it to like Paul and Gene or Eddie Kramer. There's some guitar. There's a little bit like his his vocals are a little bit kind of aggressive, a little raspy. Um so I'm like, okay, th- all right, maybe, maybe he got by myself out of the way and we'll get into a little bit of rocking. The only thing that was kind of annoying about this particular song is near the end, like after the solo, I think it's the solo, all of a sudden they add on this this effect where keep going, it keeps going. Wah, 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 wah. I'm like, what? I'm like, you got to turn that down a little bit. That's like overpowering the yeah. whole song, but not bad. I, 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 this was not bad. In trouble again, written by Peter Chris and Stan Penridge. What I enjoy is if I listen to this album and you didn't tell me who wrote it. Yeah. And you would say, these are the songs. And there are many of them like this. That is just Peter and Stan Penridge. And then these are the songs that 
like this producer who's worked with Barbara Streisand and Paul Anka has helped write the song. I'd be able to tell the difference in two fucking seconds. Yep. There's a common theme here. When Peter and Stan Penridge are here, I, I the lyrics are beyond simple. Oh, that's another thing. They're I not ace, simple. They're not a stupid, but they're simple and predictable. So when you hear the line and Peter says the word, you Thank know you. what the next rhyme word is going to be because the way he pronounces it and how simple it is. Thank you for saying that because that's the entire album. They're like, oh, he just said wood. Oh, here comes could. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't stand. Something's coming up with your man. It, always exactly. Very. It's Complain? like it, It's like it's like something insane. It's like Mad Lib song lyrics. It's like it's so easy. But they're not like stupid ace lyrics. No, they're just, they're just basic simple, and predictable. predictable. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's almost as though Tom. He said, go in the room and write this song in trouble again. And they gave it to me and you. Yeah. Me and you would have come back with lyrics like this. Like, I've yep. never heard our song ago, but all right, what's uh, what rhymes with glad? Like, yeah. it's not that bad, but like. Oh, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell this is Stan Pendridge and Peter Chris. And yep. that that other guy who wrote for some big names is not involved. Because the lyrics in the previous song are bad. There may be a wimpy song. But the lyrics, you didn't think about the lyrics. Right. When when it's a Penridge Chris song, you pick up on lyrics and not as a positive thing. Totally true. Agreed. Yep. All right. I wrote also, finally, some guitar. Yep. I don't know if it's Stu, Steve Lukather, but he's really good. When yeah. you hear his guitar on this album, it's very melodic. Yeah. It's cool. I think he does a great job, and it's not overly done. I think whoever did the guitar, and I think it's him, really shines on this album when he's allowed to. I think Peter does a good job with the vocals on this. There's one other thing: the the chorus. Do you not oh, do you not pick up on "Get Ready" from the Temptations? You have a better ear for that than me, but okay, yeah. That's people. That's get. Yeah, Let's get ready. Get ready from the temptations. All right. it does, he says it right after uh the chorus. Okay. Anyways, better. Yeah. Not great. No. But better. Let's see when our song number three gets us. Where will they run? Okay, this is a perfect example of a song that proves that the phenomenon known as like the Stockholm syndrome is a real thing. Meaning, I first heard this song, I'm like, what? This is like the corniest, cheesiest, bad yacht rock song I ever heard. <laughs> And then on my ride home today, I'm singing every fuck. I'm like, this is kind of catchy. I, I think I'm kind of digging this. I can't believe I kind of <laughs> like this. 
first of all, it starts off and I'm like, did he break a string on the guitar? Like, is the guitar tuned correctly? And the drums sound like very, very like soft. Like what, what's going on? His vocals are like very like whiny, like predictable. Then the chorus kicks in and there's like weird keyboards. And then it starts to get a little bit more elevated. turns up the volume. Then out of nowhere, comes the most insane, like saxophone. So it's, I don't I, look, I'm not going to lie. I found myself enjoying this song. I don't know why. Probably because I spent a couple of weeks listening to it, but it's not good. But it, it, it's, <laughs> I mean, the, the best thing I can say is it's, it's catchy in a bad way. I don't know. Where, where will they run by Peter Chris and Stan Penridge? It's a hundred and two in the shade. This is an ooh. Oh, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, like the lyrics are stupid. It's so bad. Where will they run? Like, how? Huh? What is this song even about? I don't even understand. <laughs> God, who's he talking? About? Who? Who's they? And wh- why? Why yeah, should they be why running? Are people running? Why, why and- should they be running? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of synth in keyboards in the background and in the front sometimes. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then a sax solo in a kiss oh, song. God, oh. it's, at the it's not, it's not kiss. It's not, mark, it's not kiss. It's not no. kiss. It's Peter at the two thirty five mark. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to listen, Tom. Go back and listen to the living in sin type bass mistake that happens oh. 35. Born, born, born. but there's a lot of that with the guitars it's like it's the is the string like I, it, all it's the strings the at they all yeah all the stringed instruments oh, sound weird in this i i also put i like peter screeching when he does that at the end yeah. of this song so yeah me too me too yep <laughs> let's see if we can find some love Taking the time, I feel the whole world is mine, baby. Till the day I met you, honey, I was love, and I can't forget you now. Cause I found love like I never know. Okay, everybody, I found love. That opening, the opening bits to that, that's that's a 70s sitcom. Like, I'm waiting for the camera to zoom in on, like, somebody's, like, like zany, like, you know, like, Mr. Furley or something. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, what? What? And then the song, I'm like, what year is this? Is this, like, 1974? Like, what is this? And then you get into the bridge, like ah, follow. It's it's like you know what? I'm listening to the song, listening to the lyrics and like the groove and the vibe and the, the instrumentation. Like it's like an after school special, like theme song. Like what? It's it's so bad and it's so cheesy. I don't know what he. 
I don't know what he's trying to do. I just, I don't know what he's trying to do. Uh, I found love by Peter Chris, Stan Pendridge, and David Wolfhart. Again, this <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> but the lyrics aren't that bad now because, because he, he, because he, he wrote it. Right. Yeah. I put the first line I have is decent, very 70s montage movie music. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, I put the lyrics and music is pretty good. You you hit it on the head like you like you don't like this album, but then you're like every fucking song. I know it. You know, right. I usually have hard time remembering songs. If you're just getting into an album, you start yeah. listening like these are all bleeding. But in my head, I no. found love. <laughs> it's all catchy. Like you yeah. can't write it. They're all hooky, bad it's, songs. It's like that girl that uh, stanza. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. She doesn't want to like him, but it's somehow it's stuck in her head. That's right. Yep. Um, oh, I like the chorus. The outro is pretty good with Peter and the back and vocals going back and forth. Peter screeching. There's another decent guitar solo on this. I don't know. It wasn't bad. Know. I mean, we're, we're definitely grading on a scale here with this album. I mean, this is not like we're not comparing this to like Destroyer or anything. So, yeah. I mean, oh, 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 oh. speaking of <laughs> fucking catchy tunes, this one's next. <laughs> There's nothing better. So first it starts off. I'm like, all right, what do we got going in? It kind of kind of sounds a little bit like Leonard Skinner, like the guitar tone, kind of like ripping a little bit. Like kind of bar bands, kind of like- you know, you know, you know what it reminded me. You know what it reminded me of? Remember the scene in 48 Hours when Eddie Murphy and Nick Noli walk into that yeah, honky yeah. talk bar and they're all like up there and the, the girls, the girls got like yeah, the that, chaps. No that song of- was their theme. What was it called? That song from 48 Hours was the song. Oh, you're thinking of the other bar when it was when it was the boys are back in town. Yes, yes. No, that's the that's the other bar. That's the no. I'm talking about. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Bar. Like that. No, no, but and then I'm like, okay, and and then then it's got like a very bouncy vibe, and then you got like we say that we've said this before on other albums. It may have been Peter's album. Then you got like Rolf from the Muppets <laughs> yes. doing the piano in this. <laughs> <laughs> and all from the Muppets is on the piano. And then you got another like Leonard Skinner sounding guitar solo, which is kind of more horns. But I mean, it's again, it's not a good song, but it's fucking catchy. Yeah. You, 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 it, it's it's annoying that you can't get these out of your head. Oh, there's nothing better written by Peter Chris and Stan Pedrick. <laughs> you knew that it was going to be written by those two. That's right. The guitar opening's pretty good. 
and the fucking catchy chorus. Mm-hmm. You're nothing better than you. Dun, 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 nothing better than dun, 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 dun. broke all the rules. Yeah, it's 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 TV movie theme shit. This is, I'm telling you, he cut this in the Budweiser commercial the same fucking week, probably. This buds for you. Dun, 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 dun. And there's nothing better than you. It's like Seriously. the piano. It's got that boogie woogie shit in it. Yep. Um, you know, bar with a fucking bunch of peanuts on the floor. And, yeah. You know, yeah. and everyone's in there and someone's like going nuts on the piano bar. And yep. And it's like almost like the Blues Brothers from Saturday yeah. Night Live type music. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like saloon music type <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh Old time rock and soul music. I figure. Yeah. Right? Oh, definitely. It's yep. Fun. It's fun, but it's beyond simple. It's so basic. <laughs> it's and so again, basic. another decent guitar solo. Did nothing bad. <laughs> Ty, listening to this song, everyone out there, and then find yourself hours from that going, there's nothing better. Well, You're like, what the da, fuck am da. I singing this terrible song? For? You know, you listen to the words. So there's nothing better than me. There's nothing better than you. We broke all the rules. Maybe this is shouting out Loudcast new theme song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe maybe we have Daryl Albert put a <laughs> SIOL montage with this in the background. <laughs> there's nothing better than you is like the simplest lyrics. It makes like ace lyrics look hard. Oh, totally. They say we broke all the rules. But that's the way it should be. What? Honey, right from the start, no one could tear us apart. And when the lights go down low, that's when we really know. (laughs) See? It's almost like a little like hooked on rock and roll. It's like, or Papa, uh, what do you call it? That's That's the the kind kind of sugar. sugar. Like that kind of, this could have fit on his solo album. Yes. Yes, it could have. Easily. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's go to the title track. There's all kinds of ladies That'll make you feel good So out of control starts off with a little bit of a piano vibe, some kind of sounds. And then you get into the, the verses. It's like, he's trying to be like tough guy. And his vocals sound good. Again, his vocals sound strong, but again, just horrendous lyrics, just (laughs) 
terrible. The chorus is ridiculous. The name of the song is out of control. The chorus is terrible. It doesn't even fit with the flow of the song. Then near the end of the song, because it's like out of control, you get all these like weird like synthesizer effects. Like, oh, I'm out of control. Oh, everything's all wacky. And I'm like, oh, God, it's just. This Tom, you don't like when that'll make you feel good. Now, sure, you can do it. And some think you, they could. I mean, really, what are we doing? No. The lyrics. On it's this. just. T- I actually wrote that. said vocals, strong lyrics, bad. <laughs> just. Out of control, written by Peter Chris and Stan Penridge, like I had to tell you. <laughs> it's so predictable, yep. The, the lyrics are so simple. And again, you could predict within like one or two answers what the next line's going to be. Yep. I mean, at least this is kind of a rocker, I guess. There's a little cowbell before the chorus and another decent solo. I don't know. It's got a cycle circus type of chorus. Out of control. <laughs> Like, okay. Yep. He's just Peter screeching out of control. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get let's some put let's put some words to this, Tom. Next. I was waiting for you to go terrible, uh, awful. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a. Uh, I, I wrote horrendous on my <laughs> on my notes. <laughs> it, I mean, this is the the worst kind of attempt at like like a like an AM gold like soft rock, just pablum shit, and it it just doesn't. It's just not good. It it's oh god. It, this was a this is every time I like. This is a song where I find myself like giggling at how bad it is, and I'm like, "What happened to Peter? This is just it's just bad. It's terrible." Peter, Chris, Stan, Pendridge, words. I'm like, is that a xylophone I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, I'm like, what is that? I don't know. What, yeah, right. What is, I don't know what's happening right now. Oh my goodness. Oh. Um, Peter's played this the last few concerts. He played it his last concert, I believe. He played it at Creatures Fest. Oh well, we missed it. We we're probably in so line he must waiting be to see fond Vinny. of this. Were we in line waiting to see Vinny? We missed it, maybe. <laughs> he played words. Um, I put it's a decent little ballad. It's P 
Peter's wheelhouse. This would have fit on his solo album instead of easy thing, like like that kind of, you know, the lyrics. I mean, this is about as deep as Peter and Stan can get. Uh, not sure what kind of solo that is. I don't know if it's guitar, synth, or fucking keyboards. I can't even tell. Um, I know. It's just, uh, you're right. It's just AM gold kind of stuff. Nothing to write home about. Nope. All right. Let's go to the cover song next. Okay, you better run. Now, I got to plead ignorant here. Swear to God, never knew that Pat Benatar hovered. You better run. What? Swear, swear, I swear. You remember I, the video with the white shirt, the stripes and the black and her fucking like painted on like. No, 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 no. I remember Pat Benatar doing the song. I don't remember it being a cover song from another band. Oh, oh, That's what oh I, I meant. Oh, okay. I thought it, I thought it was a Pat Benatar original. original. Okay. okay, but then I look at this and I see Pat Benatar's version came out in July. Peter's album came out in September, so they they recorded them right around the same time. Actually, August fifth, nineteen eighty, and the others. And Peter's came out September eighth, as the albums came out. Yeah, this version. It, it, I texted you. I said, Zeus, I think we have a new contender for one of the worst covers ever made. This is awful, terrible, and I think it suffers because of how iconic and awesome the pat benatar version is this is bad this is bad i understand what peter's trying to do but i think for me because pat benatar's version is so fucking amazing um this this one was very rough for me all right so you better run as a cover song originally by the young rascals written by eddie brigatti and felix cavalier uh pat benatar had an mtv video crime yep. it came on crimes of passion or album august 5th 1980 peter's out of control came up september 8th 1980 uh i disagree with you tom i like the vocals i think the okay. guitar and the solo i like the guitar work on this okay i think peter nails it i think this is a great peter vocal performance i wish peter did more songs like this i think it's great I think okay. I, I can like both versions, the male and the yeah. female. Oh, no, no, no. I agree. Yeah, I just didn't it, think this was well I, done. I but, think it okay. works. I wish he did more of this stuff. I actually like it. Okay. I got you. Let's go talk about my life now. There's so much that I want to do. 
My Life, another one that just starts off like a TV theme song and continues like a TV theme song. My life dun, 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 is going to be something. Dun, dun. It's like, dude, uh, are you even trying? Uh, now, this is funny because, because well, you, I know you get into the songwriting credits, but th- this is, I don't know. I'm trying. I am trying. I went into I've listened to this multiple times. Open ears, open mind. I don't know what Peter's trying to do here. I don't know. I don't get it. My life written by Peter, Chris, David Wolfart, and David <laughs> Buskin. I actually like the lyrics on this and the melody on it. Okay. I think the song works. I, I like the piano on it. I think there's good vocals. Okay. Uh, I think this could have wound up if if put a little made it a little heavier, could have been on either Dynasty or on Mask. Oh, uh, I really? Do. I think this would have worked as Peter's ver- like Peter's song on that. Really? Uh, yeah, because I don't wow. think it would be as okay. as poppy ish. Okay, I think I'll it give could you, make yeah. it heavier. Okay, um, a decent. I think the solo is pretty good. Again, I don't know if it's Steve, but I mean, he does a great job. Whoever the guitarist is on this, I think this is a decent song. And if anything, even if you don't say it's decent, this is another one of those fucking earworms that stay with you. I'll give you that. Yes, with you. My life. I agree with that. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Let's go to the last track. I feel like letting go. But my heart keeps saying no Feel like letting go But in the end I know I feel like letting Like letting go starts off very very Elton John piano very like I'm I'm, I'm kind of digging the vibe because I love Elton I like piano songs and then oof Peter oh he's trying he's trying I mean I, I think he's trying but it's just another attempt at just that just that cheesy late seventies just syrupy shit it just it just doesn't work i can't it just doesn't work for me he's a singer songwriter tom he's trying to be <laughs> feels like letting go written by peter chris stan penridge i think he must say that phrase at least 20 times yep and it's literally the song is just there for peter to vocalize yep. uh the title 
because he repeats it over and over and over again. Yep. Um, Peter does do, uh, there's some nice vacuum vocals on this. I like the build up. There's a nice guitar solo again. Nice Peter screeching. I don't mind it. It's just repetitive and it's just, you know, Peter saying the same phrase over and over again. Yeah. Agreed. And it just picks up a little bit as it goes. Um, and it's like he's pleading, he's trying to be like a soulful singer, he thinks he's David Ruffin or something. I don't know, but that's it. There's a little hidden track, 14 seconds of Peter saying, singing as time goes by. We're not gonna count it. No, I don't know if that's a precursor to the alternative uh grunge movement that's coming up oh, in yeah. a few years, right? But uh, yeah, we're not gonna get into that. No, so final thoughts. So <sighs> I'm at a there's a I got a weird conundrum here because I think the album is terrible. Yeah. I'm just I, I, I <laughs> but but some of the songs are catchy and that's that annoys me that I find myself <laughs> they're they're not it, look just to clear the I'm a fan of yacht rock I'm a fan of some of that cheesy AM mm-hmm. like I mean I don't I don't seek it out and. But this is just a poor attempt at a lot of what was popular at that time. So it's it's definitely not a good album. But some of the stuff is is catchy. And I think maybe that's because of Peter's vocals. Maybe that's the thing that saves some of these songs from being complete and total trash, even though it's pretty close to being complete and total trash for me. It's one of those things where I think about what if Ace sang these songs? Feel like letting go. <laughs> and then you'd be like, okay. Is he doing more guitar on these songs? Or, but then you trade off. You're like, yeah, but now it's Ace's la- vocals. There's nothing better than you, Lara. There's nothing better than me. We broke all the rules. Now I gotta pee. <laughs> but you get my point, right? So these would not overall, be better if, 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 dude, if fucking Elvis did these songs, they're not going to be better. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I want to get like all defensive, like people about ah, Peter Chris, Peter. And I love Peter. I'm a Peter guy, not as big as you, Same but here. I love Peter. But I gotta be honest here, like you know, because it's Peter, I don't hate anything. Uh, of course, I know what you mean. Like, I don't. Me too. There is some shit that Ace does that I'm like, I can't even listen to this. Oh, yeah. I don't have that problem with Peter because I like Peter's voice. Yes. So I agree. Yes. It's okay. And if anything. He doesn't just do loud bad music. So it's either it's like soft bad music. So it's not like you know crazy thrash with terrible vocals. It's just soft easy pussy type music. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be on the <laughs> what? Usually usually on an album you see Karang gives this five stars. Zeus says this is soft pussy music. <laughs> One star. <laughs> like I, I, I'm grading these things on a curve. I mean, well, this is a big fucking curve, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We gotta rank these songs now, Tom. Oh, I know. You know what it is? I was I was looking at this like this is like asking somebody to rank how I want to die. <laughs> What's the worst possible way? Shark the, bite, uh, fire, yeah. right? Being falling f- off a large building and suffering, <laughs> waiting to fall down. Listening to this album. <laughs> All right, Tom. Should I go first or you go first? You go. You can go first. Number 10. I think I'm going to go with 
where will they run? I don't even know what that's oh, supposed dude, this to is, be. Oh, God, this is already going to be fucking great. I don't even know what that's supposed to be. Okay, that's your number 10. My number 10 is, how is by myself not number 10? Oh, because, I, as I said, if it was later on the track, I, I wouldn't really mind it. Mind it. Okay. All right. All right. Next, I'm going to go with Jesus Christ. I told you, it's tough. Jesus Christ, Mike. Jesus Christ. Let's get them all now. While we got the muscle. Let's get rid of them all now, Tom. Jesus Christ, Mike. I just put all my money behind producing this album. The guy just listened to it. Jesus Christ, Mike. Jesus Christ. You got to get your money back. Um, what are we honestly, doing? Honestly, I'm gonna go with the title track. Really? Yeah, because I just um dude, how are you missing you're missing songs that are just beyond horrendous right now? I, I think I okay, okay, okay. Uh number nine for me, easy words. I'm going by what is not stuck in my head. Okay. And just because something rocks more, like see, this is the problem I have. I'm going to go with In Trouble again. Because even though the song what? As more, at, at rank eighth? Yeah, it just, I don't Oh think my goodness. Dude, there's nothing here that sticks out. I, I could no, I, no, 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 tomorrow no, and no, have I, it flipped. I just figured that tr- In Trouble again would just be like the obvious, like top tier because it's okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, number eight for me is Feels Like Letting Go. Uh, number seven is Words. Number seven is You Better Run. I'm going to go with feels like letting go as six. Okay. My number six is my life. <laughs> See, I, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I think what I'm going with, Tom, is what sticks in my head. All right. That's fair. Okay. So number five is by myself. Oh, goodness. Uh, number five is out of control. Number four, I found love. That's my number four. What I'm doing, Tom, is I'm running these titles through my head and which one i remember more like sticks Fair. out hey whatever like, gets which you, ones whatever gets you through this exercise i'm going three is my life my okay. life number my number three is uh there's nothing better than you babe <laughs> see that right there see the fact that you instantaneously respond with laughter that is not a positive thing Hey, fuckos, I'm going to bring out Space Ace. He's going to sing this next one. This one's called There's Nothing Better Than You. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than me. They should have done this on the Bad Boys tour as a duet. (laughs) Yeah, they go back and forth. There's nothing better than you. No, no, hey, me, Pete. Ace. Me. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Hey, fuck there's nothing you're better than words. you, Pete. There's nothing better than me. We broke hey, all know, the these, rules. These lyrics are complicated. Can you dumb it down for me? Yeah, look at this song I wrote, Dancer with Danger. It's a little bit more easy to understand. Juvenile delinquent. These are hit records. The fuck? He's brilliant. There's nothing better than you. <laughs> All right. Off the off Broadway performance of Chris Freely. 
Go ahead. All right. Number two, I'm going to go with You Better Run. Okay. My number two is Where Will They Run? Just because of those the, the saxophone and the weird guitars. You like the sax solo? <laughs> Dude, I will tell you, the number one song for me on this album oh, is no. because if this is on shuffle, if I'm in my car and I have like kiss shit on shuffle and this song comes on, it'll put a big smile on my face. I'll start laughing and enjoying it. There's nothing better than you, Zeus. <laughs> There's nothing better than me. They said we broke all the rules. You know when Ace says there's nothing better than me, he's doing that thumb thing. Oh, he does absolutely. It with, with, with New York groove. And he's flicking fucking picks at people. <laughs> number oh, one for you? God. Oh, number one for me is um, In Trouble Again. Oh, God. Yeah, and see, that's the problem I have, Tom. Like, the heavier songs doesn't mean they're better. The more guitar and stuff. No, like, no, no. I'm just, no, no, no. I just honestly think that's the better song. I just no, thought I know. It was I'm a just saying, song. like the opposite sometimes happens. For yeah. me, like, no, that's fair. You know what? I'd be less embarrassed about this song, but I just don't. You know what? I, I, if I like that easy going shit, I can. You know, on my own, I could listen to it by myself. Do do do. It's like he's playing like the pan flute or something. Hey, like that thing. What the? F- hey, Pete, can you turn down the lights? I gotta. The mood strikes me to sing this song by myself. It's a hidden track on Anomaly. <laughs> One's written by my best friend, Pippi Castro. That's Peter Chris. Peter Chris by myself. <laughs> I'm picturing. Like just like a like a like a bar stool and a spotlight, and him him sitting there with like a fucking Marlboro red in his fingers, like a glass of scotch by myself. <laughs> fucking Paul and Gene, they made me by myself. Ace is at his concert. His manager got arrested. His girlfriend just dumped him for somebody else by myself. I have no money to get a hotel room by myself. I got no ride home. <laughs> Anybody see my sneakers? See, can't even do a Peter album without turning into an Ace album. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a gift that keeps on giving. Tom, we rank the songs. Now we actually have to rank them against. The albums that we've covered before that are from KISS members. Yeah. So what we've done in the past, we did yep. Vinnie Vincent Invasions, All Systems Go. We did yep. Ace Frehley's Trouble Walking. I have a lot of trouble walking. Uh, we did uh, Eric Singer's Badlands. Yep. And we did Paul Stanley's Soul Station. Yep. First thing we do is we do the cover. Tom, do you have your rankings? I do. So for covers... I have at number four, Now and Then, Paul Stanley, Soul Station. Number three, Ace Fairly, Trouble Walking. Number two, Badlands. And number one, Vinnie Vincent, Invasion, All Systems Go. Um, I'm actually going to put this cover at number one. 
I think okay. the artwork is I think the artwork is colorful. I think it's creative. I, I like the imagery. And I mean, let's be honest, the, the covers of the other albums we've done have been terrible. I mean, Vinnie Vincent just says the V Badlands is a band photo. Ace is him with a fucking puppet string. And I, I like the artwork. I think it's clever. The exploding jukebox and stuff. I think it's kind of neat. Okay. So number one for me. All right. So uh, number four, I had trouble walking. Then uh, now and then Paul Stanley. And then Badlands and then all systems go. I think uh, we only had trouble walking now and then uh, switched, but yep. I'm doing the same thing. Out of okay, control. cool. At least it's original. It's yeah. something different. And if anything, do you look at it longer than you would look at the other ones? Well, let's be glad we're not right. We're not doing let, let me rock you with him coming out of the shower and whatever the fucking album cover that is, but we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. So now we rank the album versus the other albums. Yep. Um, Tom, you want to tell everybody how you rank the previous albums? Yep. So number four, Soul Station. Number three, Trouble Walking. Number two, All Systems Go. Number one, Badlands. Now, you have just listened to me rail against this album and how I think it's very poorly written and constructed. However, I'm going to fight the forces of nature here that draw me back to this album. Occasionally it's not going to be last soul really? station is going to be soul station is still going to remain last. Really? Now, now, now Alex, let me, let me explain. Cause I know this might not soul station is a much better performed and written and arranged and produced album. No questions asked, but every once in a while, I think I might want to listen to like in trouble again, or like, there's nothing better than like as a you know, like I'm not I'm I'm not gonna want to go back to listen and listen to Soul Station. I'm just not really. Yeah, I know, I know it's it's weird. It makes I've told you this album got into my head. Yep. Okay. So it's number four for you. Num- it's number four. Yep. Okay. Um. All right, Tom. I've had number four, Trouble Walking. Three now and then. Number uh, two is Badlands. And number one is all systems go. I'm fighting with number with Ace at four because Trouble Walking is just dude. Trouble Walking is a good album, dude. That that that's a good. It's got some good songs. I know. Come on, but go ahead. You do you think? If you told me I could keep one album with me, if I could take one album with me to Greece for the next three weeks, I'm taking out of control. So that's number four for me. Okay. Over Trouble Walking. I just ace. Wow. I, it just, his songs have no melody. It's just. Wow. Yeah. So, so, whoa. I, wow. Okay. Dude, I can listen to a lot of Paul Stanley Soul Stations. I think some of those songs are good. His band is awesome. I can listen to the songs and actually enjoy them. I, I, I really like Trouble Walking. I like a lot of those songs on there, but okay. I, I, I got you. Yeah, I just you know me. I'm not a big no. Big I know solo guy. That's uh, neither am I. Definitely yeah, neither am I. You're talking about Ace's uh, uh, some of his contributions on Kiss. Yeah, I mean, right, right. We're talking. Okay, okay. See, the thing is, between the two of them, I'll take Ace's. Um, I'll take Peter's voice over Ace's guitar. That's, yeah, but, but I look at it. I, I look at it as more. I I take the songs on Trouble Walking over the songs on Out of Control. I'm just got a lot of trouble walking. Don't be out of control about it. <laughs> Fair enough. 
All right, Tom, that's an album review of a Peter Chris solo album. Whew. That was a little rough. Oof, um, but it was fun. It was fun. There's nothing better than... <laughs> it's already in my head. I See? just got myself. That, and that's why I didn't rank it last, because I can't get these I'm damn songs out of my head. Some of you people out there are going to be like, there's nothing better. What the fuck am I that's doing? That's right. E- earworm, baby. Yep. yep. All right, Tom. What we do next is we go to question of the week. You got something? We do. And uh, the potluck goes to America's favorite realtor, Joey Romanick, gets question of the week this week. Oh, wow. I was curious to know who you thought was the bigger waste of talent and which guy squandered his abilities as a guitarist and songwriter, Ace or Vinny. Then he continues, for me, it's Ace. Vinny came in hot. And helped Kiss write some great tunes, but I don't think anyone would say that Vinny was as influential in the rock world as Ace was. From 73 through 80, Ace wrote some amazing songs and played iconic solos, and then he just stopped. Stopped recording music, stopped touring, stopped progressing as a player. Yes, he's been releasing music on a regular basis over the last few years, while Vinny has been Vinny. But the music Ace is putting out isn't good, his playing is terrible, and his performances. To me, Ace has coasted on the first nine Kiss records for the last 40 years, and that's a shame. He could have been on the Mount Rushmore of guitarists. Thanks, guys. Would love to know what you think. That is such a great question. You can go many different ways with this. I agree. See, I look at the high points. Ace's guitar solos, Vinny's guitar solos. In Kiss, I'm talking about. I'm not sure if I like anything better than fucking uh, a million to one's guitar solo, honestly. But so even the songs that Ace wrote, Cold Gin, Parasite, classics, they're not some of my favorite Kiss songs, but he does like he's instrumental in the Kiss sound way more than like, like I need that original Kiss sound more than I need the 80s two albums that Vinny was on. But Vinny at his high point, there's nothing even, there's nothing better. <laughs> See, you're never going to be able to start a sentence with there's nothing the same way again. I think I need to get a clip of that. And every time we do it, I'm going to drop. Yep. There's nothing better than you. Do um, it. I can't see Ace for me writing anything better than that time of year that Vinny did. So at his best, I don't think Ace can write a song like that. I don't. Plus, Ace, I know we crap on him, has put out some shit. You know, he's put out albums since he's left Kiss. Vinny's done nothing. He did the the two albums from Vinny Vincent, and that's it. Who squandered it? Vinny has, in my opinion. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I totally agree. Ace, I mean, Joey said, like, he said, like, Ace has put out a ton of stuff he's toured consistently some of it might not be great some of these albums might be terrible some of them might be good but at least he's working at putting out material and working at touring and working at doing something Vinny is a supremely talented songwriter when he wants to get his head screwed on straight and tight he can certainly play the guitar but i think you know he's just he just battles demons that are well publicized that have ruined his ability to contribute more to the music world and i think i think vinny's i think he has squandered more because i think vinny is a very very talented individual well just no need to go that far back look at what we just did we just ranked albums outside of kiss a lot of people say trouble walking is ace's best solo album right i think i think it is i don't think it's even fucking close 
to all systems go. Oh, not God. No, 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 no. Oh, no, it's not even but on that's the same my planet. Point. It's not right, right. So exactly. look how high he is and who yep. fucking squandered that. That's outside right. Outside of Kiss. Now, in some sense, Vinny can do it without Kiss. Totally. But I think he needs somebody to rein him in. I don't think Ace can do it without Kiss. Zeus, me and you, we've waved the flag of all systems go forever. Yeah. That album is one of the great rock oh, albums of the 80s. It's one, it's fucking awesome. So much fun. It's such so a great fun. pop metal, hair metal album. Oh, and, 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 and yeah. And and to think though, like, what is Ace really blown your mind? If Ace Freely was never in Kiss and his solo career was out there, I, I'd be fucking laughing my ass off even more. No, like, I who think the fuck she- listens to this shit. Joey said it perfectly. We see this on social media. Ace Ace rides the coattails of the spaceman, the kiss it, which is fine. Good for him. Dude. But he's not putting out good product. His last few albums, like Anomaly, Space, and those albums are horrendous. Yeah. They're not good. I will give him credit, though. There are some people that really enjoy his solo work. They like that. I like and his early some album. rocking albums out. Okay. I think some it of doesn't those work for me. Are, I don't. I don't like them. I think his some of his first few are good albums for that era that of the eighties. Well, it was better because he had the guy guy like Todd in his band that could actually sing John Reagan and yes. Anton Fig. He had a good band with yeah, he him. not that he yeah. doesn't have it with the talisman now, but right? They're not putting out his albums. Right. No, you're right. Great question. America's favorite realtor coming in hot on the question of the week. Tom, where can people find us? We say it every week. Go to our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. That's the place to find everything. All of our episodes, Shout Out Loudcast, Dorm Damage, ARC, Zeppelin Chronicles, everything. Links to our social media, links to our Patreon. And again, a huge shout out and thanks to our newest member, Michael Kreider. Uh, you can find links to our merch. We can find all the cool new merch and great new stuff designed by our buddy, Jeff Trott. Uh, our Amazon shopping link. You can send us messages directly through the website. You can comment on individual episodes directly through the website. So please go there. It's got everything you need. And of course, our email that we get, we love getting your emails. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And if you want to be question of the week, we read one every week and we're going to be doing our mailbag episode probably at the end of the summer or beginning of the fall. So start sending in those questions through uh, the website or through email or through our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as well. And we always like to say that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Yeah, you can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you're subscribing to our YouTube channel. Um, YouTube is really grown for us. So if you're there, say hello. Make sure you're subscribing. And please give us one of those five-star child reviews. On Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you can give us a five-star review. We read them on the air when you uh, do give us one. We appreciate those. That's another great way of helping us. As we always talk about ways to help the show, join our Patreon family. Special shout-out again to Michael Kreider for joining. Uh, You can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can give us a five-star child review. You can go to our Amazon channel. You can go to our merch on our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, shoutitoutloudcast.com. Jeff Trott, the great Jeff Trott, comes up with great new designs. So check it out. Make sure you go right to our website, look in the merch, click on the merch button. That'll take you right to our Amazon store. And uh, check it out. See what we got that's new there that you might like. Um, There's a pandemic poll one out there. There's a... uh, 
Do you like Kiss? Actually, yep. I should say it correctly. I kiss. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of stuff out there, and you check it out, and that helps us out tremendously. You can always email us at shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Tom, I'm gonna read that our friend Brandon Stout's uh message again from Changing Bookstores. We read it last week because you guys still have some time to make it. And uh Changing Hands Bookstore in Arizona. Uh, they're hosting an event. So they've had all the members of KISS host events there. And it turns out they've had tons of rock stars over the years. And uh, they're bringing songwriter Hall of Fame inductee Holly Knight to their Tempe store. She'll be there Thursday, July 13th, with her book, I Am the Warrior, My Crazy Life, Writing the Hits and Rocking the MTV 80s. So if you're in the Phoenix area, don't miss which should be a fun event at Changing Hands Bookstore. You can listen to Holly talk about her book, ask her some questions, get your book signed, take a photo with her. Again, 7 p.m. Thursday, July 13th at Changing Hands Bookstore in Tempe, Arizona. Or go to changinghands.com. That's changinghands.com. And uh, check it out. And Tom, what we like to do is end on famous last words. Do you have any? Oh, I do. My life, it's going to mean something. My life, it's going to be that way. This time, it's going to be different. My life, it's going to start today. Deep words, Tom. Absolutely. Well, you know where I'm going. Of course I do. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than me. They say we broke all the rules, but that's the way it should be. You know that song's going to be stuck in your head. Damn you. Loudcasters, Kiss Army, Peter Chris, out of control tards. Everybody out there, thank you so much. Guys, we love you. Thanks for everything so much. Huge, huge debt of gratitude to everybody out there, especially for feedback on last week's episode. Loudcasters, Patreons, Chris Tards, <laughs> by myself, Tards, and Zeus, as always, my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. P- Peter's a little, little too old and a little too uh, out of shape to do a two-hour set. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, 
Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.